Hey guys, it's me, Izzy, and welcome back to the Izzyverse podcast. You can help support me by liking, subscribing, reviewing, any way you want to, to support the Izzyverse. So, let's get started. I want to talk a little bit more about Spider-Man and why I love Spider-Man so much. We're marking on the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man and we just released Spider-Man 900 with John Remedia, Scott Hanna, and there's so much more Spider-Man material coming up in the next couple of weeks and months that I decided it was time to talk a little bit more about Spider-Man and why he is such a great character. Since I was a child, I've always loved Spider-Man. From watching the cartoon series and singing the Spider-Man theme song, there was something about him that was better than Batman, Superman, or any other superhero show that was going on at the time. It was that he was from New York. You know, I'm a kid from the Bronx, and Spider-Man was a kid from Queens. Um, But New York is New York, and there is a special place with that. Now... I used to wake up every morning on Saturday to get ready to watch Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, one of I always remember watching it alongside The Incredible Hulk and switching the channel to Channel 7 ABC at that time for the Super Friends, but Spider-Man was the one that really stood out. Um, the stories were simple, nothing crazy, but his escapades were just something that even then he had a very comedic um, timing to his approach. And of, of course, during the week, I would watch the old 1967 shows that were populate on Fox 5 at the time. And his colors, his schemes, everything about Spider-Man was great. One thing I specifically loved was just seeing the webbing coming out of his hands and as a kid doing the same thing, everywhere I would go, I would, I would pretend I was Spider-Man and I would do the whole hand gesture created by Steve Dicko. And then I got into the comics. And in 1987, I picked up my very first comic book that I was be- that will begin my collection. It was a Marvel's Tales comic book. In fact, it was Marvel Tales 207, if I'm not mistaken, a book that I still own. It looks like garbage, but it is a book that, to be quite frank, every time I see it, it just gives chills to me because, again, it reminds me of how I got into comics in the first place. And it was a story by Chris Claremont with art by John Byrne, and it was Spider-Man teaming up with the mighty Thor. It also featured Havoc in the book, and it was just a great book to look at. And also in this book was a Spider-Ham story. So that was my first introduction to Spider-Ham. And again, another fun character. Something that I'm very happy to have seen him in the Into the Spider-Verse. There I am buying these books. And I remember I had a friend. His name was Maurice. In fact, he was a friend of my sister's boyfriend. And Maurice would come to my place every so often. And he was like, hey, you got to really get into comics. And yeah, I did because of him so thank you Maurice wherever you are right now thank you for being the guy to get me started I pick up the book and it was simple and it started my collection and as I continue to collect more books the next book I picked up was an Incredible Hulk 340 now for those of you who don't know Incredible Hulk 340 is 
It is the popular Tom McFarley Incredible Hulk cover where Wolverine's claws are reflecting off the Incredible Hulk. Wow, what a good book to have and what an amazing book to have. The artwork was beautiful. The storytelling was great and fun. And this just continued that trend. I would later pick up X-Factor, which was the fall of the mutant storylines that introduced us to Apocalypse and Archangel. Um, I also picked up other X-Men books. Of course, if you got comics in the 80s and the 90s, X-Men was your book. But I always returned back to Spidey. I always came back to Spidey. And within a couple of months later, Todd McFarley started drawing Spider-Man. Remember, I told you that my second book was Incredible Hulk 340. Now, I'm collecting Spider-Man drawn by the one and only Todd McFarley. And you could see the progression in his art style, how he was becoming more and more his own as an artist. And in Spider-Man in particular, when he would draw Spider-Man, he drew him different than every everyone else. His Spider-Man felt taller. His Spider-Man felt more leaner. His Spider-Man also felt more muscular. But his Spider-Man also felt more like a spider. The only other person I could say that drew Spider-Man in that way was the late, great Steve Ditko in his original run on Amazing Fantasy, as well as the first issues of Amazing Spider-Man. And... Picking up Spider-Man 300, Amazing Spider-Man 300, where we get our first glimpse of Venom. What a character. He was so badass, as we would call him. But what made Venom so great for me was a few issues later with Spider-Man 316, another book I have and I collected and own. And that is the famous cover of Venom on top of Spider-Man. And Spider-Man has no way out. One thing I loved about the Venom character at that time with Eddie Brock was that he was clearly a villain. He wasn't a anti-hero. He wasn't a, a villain gone wrong. He was a straight-up villain at that time. And that's I think that's my favorite version of Venom. Because all he did was want it revenge. All he wanted was revenge against Spider-Man and Mary Jane. And what made it even better is that the black symbian costume that he was wearing also wanted revenge on Peter Parker. So this was a man that clearly wanted full revenge on both Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and everyone that he ever touched or loved. That was intense reading those books. In fact, it was some it was to the point that I had no idea how Spider-Man was gonna get away with it. During this time, I wasn't, you know, I didn't really understand the lore in the comic book world just yet about Spider-Man and the history behind the Black Venom costume. So I didn't know sound was the way to stop him. So in my head, I was like, there is no way Spider-Man's going to be able to fight this guy and win because he knows his every move. He his spider sense doesn't work with him. And to be quite honest, how are you gonna do it if you don't know his weaknesses? So clearly the weakness was sound and he eventually did get the upper hand. So great book, pick it up if you get a chance, read it on Comicology if possible. A few years later, Spider-Man again 
started becoming, well, popular. Well, he's always been popular. But going back and forth with X-Men, for me in particular, um, I really got into Carnage. And more importantly, the art of Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley's art style was the the follow-up of another great artist who I haven't mentioned, and that's Eric Larson. Eric Larson followed Todd McFarley, and Mark Bagley followed Eric Larson. So I felt bad for the guy who was following Mark Mark Bagley. Um, But either way, in that run with Carnage, again, another character that came out of nowhere. And more importantly, what made this character different from all the other Spider-Man characters is that the other Spider-Man characters could be reasoned with, not Carnage. He can't be reasoned with simply because he doesn't care. He's a serial killer. And to introduce a serial killer to the Spider-Man world was something very differently than the previous incarnations of the villains that we had because the villains we did have were for the most part small town crooks or scientists gone bad or anything like that. Carnage was completely different. Carnage was, his name said it best, he was pure Carnage. He was pure evil. And another character that came out of the the symbiote storyline that was very intense and again another character where you look at it and you say how can spider-man stop this he needed venom and that's what made it so great the fact that spider-man and venom had to team up in order to stop this menace known as carnage great pickup again mark bagley's artwork is amazing and speaking of mark bagley we go into the early 2000s and we get introduced to Ultimate Spider-Man. Now, I'll be honest, I took a little hiatus from comic books um, for one reason or another, but I came back when I saw Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man, again, like Todd McFarley's Spider-Man, felt very different. 